0: Community. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Stay Curious. Yes, this is a different voice. Well, <laughs> no, it's, it's not. Well, it's technically. Well, this is a this. different voice. That is a different <laughs> voice. Yes. This is John Wagler. Um, I'm here all the time. I am co lead pastor of Hill City Church. Um, if you're a first time listener, um, we co lead with my wife, Lacey. Um, I am here with special guests.
1: Mm, friend of the show. Friend of the show. Nicole part has. of our
0: teaching team. Was kind of on staff for a little bit. <laughs> I just, but was super I just busy. breeze
1: in and out. <laughs> I was on. I listen. I'm just a friend of the show. You're, Whatever's uh, needed. That's true. So yes. I had the delight of leading the staff while you guys were on sabbatical, which yeah, was, it was delightful. That awesome. was awesome. Incredible team.
0: Yeah. So Nicole Eunice is here uh, with us, and we are going to talk about the Asbury revival um, today, but. But first, one of the things we always do mm. is we talk about things that are making us mad mm. in our Stay Furious segment. But a, before we get to that,
1: <laughs> but before before, before that, before
0: that, before that, how are you doing today, Nicole?
1: I'm doing great. I'm a little frustrated because I don't like it. Oh, we're getting into the Stay Furious now. Yeah, segment. No, this is just okay. I'm doing just how great. You're doing. I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day outside. Uh, had some Bibles. Had some young people over for Bible study this morning. I always love that. It's always a great time. So yeah, great day. How about you? How are you doing today?
0: I'm in a t-shirt today, and it's February. Feels good. Feels really good. Feels great. Light blue. Spring colors. <laughs> I mean, spring colors are in in effect. For, I mean, you're wearing spring colors. Right I know, now too. but you
1: wear spring colors all the time. We're in I Richmond, know, Virginia. I, know, I feel but, like it's like a you can wear. There's so few things. That aren't like all season here, in my opinion.
0: But still, I think there's something about it.
1: Because I teach in Detroit. Sometimes I work for a church up in Detroit too. Let me tell you, it is there are all four seasons in Detroit, and you can't if it's ten degrees out, you can't like be like I'll just wear a t-shirt and a jacket. No, that's not enough. You have to have like fourteen layers on to just get to your car.
0: Yeah, Matt is still in black today, though. So, (laughs) don't worry. So it's also don't worry, guys. Everything is still okay. Everything Um, is fine. But yeah, all right, we're gonna take a quick little break and then we'll come back with our Stay Furious. Stay second. Furious. All right, Nicole, this is your first. Wait, have you done Stay Furious for us? I think when so. You've been on before? No. Okay. Mm-mm. What is making you mad?
1: Hmm. So many things. So many of them are so dumb. You know, you just gotta get a, take a moment. But one thing that really does get me. Is when you approach someone at like a grocery store or anywhere and they're on their phone and you're standing in front of them, they don't acknowledge Mm. that you're even there. And you're like, I'm like, I am a 3D human right now, living and breathing. Like, you don't have to interrupt even your conversation, but you could put one finger up, you could do a little eye contact. Like, I see that you are present in this space. It's so weird to me. And it makes me wanna like make noise, you know, like around them and be like, hey, hey, what's (laughs) going on? So, and usually if I stare at people, they look up, but sometimes it doesn't work and it's annoying.
0: It is annoying. <laughs> what about you? Um, I don't know if I've used this before on a Stay Fierce because we've done so many of these, but I cannot believe that we still have tags on shirts. I had to cut As one.
1: opposed to printing them inside or? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, like, so the current t-shirt I'm wearing, I had to cut off a tag on like the bottom left. Yeah. Of that, they that's annoying. The and then left. a lot of times that ends up like rubbing your skin weird.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you're sensitive, which I guess you are, I guess,
0: I don't know. I just, (laughs) it seems like like we should be beyond that. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I don't understand why we are, where we're at there. Ooh,
1: that just made me think of another one. Have you recently made a doctor's or dentist appointment and they send you like five to eight text messages to remind you of your appointment? I know. We've recently had this other thing where there's like a passive aggressive text that comes. It's like, you still haven't filled out your forms. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like you're like, but I can fill them out when I get there, right? Like you told me yeah. I could, but I'm getting passive aggressive text messages now from you guys, like a lot of them. Now, to be fair, I often forget appointments, so it's okay.
0: But. I know, but they're neither kind in person nor on text <laughs> anyway. So not everyone. So it is, but yes, as a whole. All right, let's get into what we really want to talk. Okay, about,
1: great, and yeah, if you don't know what we're talking about with the Asbury revival, don't tune out because we're gonna. We're going to walk you through it and talk a little bit about it. And I just, John, like we, you and I were talking about this this last week or two, um, kind of watching what was going on in this college campus. And I just, I guess I would start with why, what do you think is interesting about it? You know what I'm saying? Like, why were we both kind of drawn in? Tell us a little bit about it. And then we'll talk about your experience there as well.
0: Yeah. So for anyone who might not know, What's going on? Mm-hmm. You know, this big thing happened at Asbury University down in Kentucky, where uh, essentially how it started was um, a really poor sermon was given. <laughs> the guy who actually, I don't know if you've read some of it Mm-mm. or heard it, but uh, a guy gave a sermon, uh, and I listened to part of it. And, and, he admitted that he wasn't even prepared for it. Yeah. Out of pure laziness.
1: So ba- let's back up a little bit. Yes. Asbury is a Christian school. Yeah. So if you go to a Christian university, they will have chapel, chapel. midweek. Yeah. It's usually mandatory at least some of the time. Not everyone's there. But so you can imagine what it's like to be in a chapel with, because I, I will teach, I teach at Montreal College sometimes. My friend is the dean there. And you know, you've got a mixed bag when you're you're sort of sure. having a mandatory chapel. So I just want to paint the picture for everyone of what this is actually like. So students show up. They need to be there. Right. A guy yeah. comes.
0: I think he's like a coach or something yeah, there. Yeah. And so he gives the – he and then texts his wife. Um, I think he said, another stinker or something <laughs> like that. Um, I'll be home soon. Yeah. Well, I don't remember exactly what he said in there, but he did make a comment before he ended was – Essentially like, hey, but don't leave here today before you just have a moment with God, mm. that kind of thing. So anyway, this one other student gets up and just has it in front of all the student body, like confesses some kind of sin. Mm. And uh, they all pray for him. Mm. And, um, and then it was time to leave. Like people had to go to classes. But then uh, some students just like stayed mm-hmm. and prayed and um, and they kept singing. And then uh, almost, I think it then a campus-wide email then went out just saying, like, hey, there's still students praying. Mm. If you want to come back to chapel, like, come back and pray. We'll yeah. keep singing. And and so that started and then still hasn't stopped. Mm-hmm. You know, now we're over two weeks later. In the beginning, it was 24-7. Mm-hmm. You know, for the first, I think, 10 days, it was 24-7. And then it's a little uh, more managed now. And then I think they're ending today. Yeah. I think is the on last campus. Day On yeah. campus. On yeah. campus. And
1: moving to moving it back to students, because obviously with social media and it sort of spread on TikTok and <clears throat> people were live streaming, like, can you believe that this is happening? You know, just that the the interest spread and like yeah. you and I knew about it. And obviously, we love people. We love young people. And anytime I think there's just a, a expression of responding to God's presence I'm choosing my words wisely because I am not trying to say God is only present in one place that's mm-hmm. one of my things like a takeaway from this but obviously something was happening in these students and in the midst of just our world that feels like really really cynical around young people I think everyone like kind of noticed like yeah. what could be going on here and so that had people actually come so all of a sudden now there's people like students coming from other universities there's pastors coming from all around the country there's some like big name quote-unquote christian celebrities who are like showing up there and like validating you know for whatever that's worth so all of that happened over those two weeks. And then I think it was last week, right? Me and you were, were chatting about it. And you are like, I think we're going to go there tomorrow. So tell us a little bit about like, yeah. what drew you to want to actually go and then what you experienced when you were there.
0: You know, it's interesting. I grew up in tent revivals. And, um,
1: the, uh, good, let's put a pin in that and come back <laughs> to that. Cause I actually think this is a really important thing, yeah. the way you grew up and like, sure. I want to talk, I want to make sure that you guys, as we listen, like know and understand like the different branches of the Christian faith and that yeah. this is, this is a significant branch if you're not familiar For with sure. It. So what is a tent revival Yeah. for those who don't know?
0: So essentially growing up, um, a couple times a year, well, sometimes only once, but there'll be times a couple times a year where. Uh, there would be a week, sometimes two weeks where sometimes literally a tent um, Mm -hmm. or it would happen inside. But originally these started as tents, like like out in the field or on something, you know, whatever. But and there would be like traveling speakers that would come Mm -hmm. in um, like long worship and prayer services, big moves of the spirit, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, healings and, you know, demons being, you know, uh, people being released from like demonic oppression. Uh, um, And it would just be kind of moments of like kind of essentially it's like uh, trying to create um, significant mountaintop experiences, Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, where um, some of it, not all of it, but there was like this element of like with Pentecost and what was happening in the early Mm -hmm. church, you know, uh, they're kind of trying to emulate some elements of those, Mm -hmm. those things that we read in Acts and with the purpose being a spiritual awakening that moves to some kind of like revival where God takes the land back or God, you know, big proclamations, big um, you know, uh um prophetic words, you know, that would also be also conversion. So yeah, like
1: yes, people coming to Christ. So if you guys are familiar with the uh, the story of unbreakable, the um incredible memoir movie like in that in that story the guy's name's escaping me at the moment but like in that story it's a tent revival that he goes to that like introduces him to faith when his life's like going into the toilet and people who experience a change total repentance maybe breaking free from addiction though all this is a part of our like history right in america
0: yeah and there, in there the reality is is some some and probably the majority have been incredibly powerful for people, Mm -hmm. you know, and then there's been obviously the manufactured things that have been hurtful and abusive or whatever, but there have been like some significant spiritual moments for Mm -hmm. people throughout Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's the background. So you grew up. So tell us more. So once a year, twice a year, you would be around this you just yes life stops and you just stay there the whole time are you coming no and go, or? Or it
0: was more like you kind of did your thing during the day and, and then come at night and come at night mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. weekends and you do more but. what
1: was like what was that like for you as a kid
0: uh it was intense i mean i grew up in a super charismatic background mm-hmm. and so uh pentecostal assemblies of god and so it was like so it was dancing it was tambourines it was i mean it was and there were like some wild things happening like i mean not just people coming to know jesus but like seeing people like being healed of things, you know, mm-hmm. like watching a woman in a wheelchair get up and just start running. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like there, there were like big moves of things. And then I think there were some things that were incredibly unhealthy and the two that were manipulated and, and everything mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, it was a mixed bag for me growing up.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. So then fast forward to now, obviously, yeah. you know, you're you're at the helm here at Hill City. We're doing, you know, faith right here, reaching people who are spiritually curious who come from lots of different backgrounds, but you hear about this as very So what... What went on with you wanting to be there, wanting to go? It's not close. Yes, seven and a half hours close. away. Yes.
0: We can talk about that, but uh, I don't know. Um, when I first found out about it, randomly on Twitter, when I think it was at a tw- it was at hour twelve. Okay, and something stirred in my soul, and uh, then I heard about that. 24 hours and and i think it was right around 24 or 36 hours that i texted the staff because i just i wanted our staff to just know hey this is happening this is just like students gathering there's no big name there's no lights there's no anything to it. it's not Mm -hmm. some conference it's not anything it's just this started off of a confession of sin from a student Mm -hmm. and and so and they just haven't stopped and uh, I was like, let's just be aware of it, like that there's something moving here and pay attention to it. And and I think what was also stirring is this longing in my soul to kind of mm-hmm. see this reality of of a hunger for God like this, you know? And so and I think some of it's in my own kind of personal, like stirring, mm-hmm. honestly, in my own spirit for since sabbatical, mm-hmm. I'll be honest. And mm-hmm. so uh, there there's an element of that. So there, it, it was something that was like, got my heart moving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh and so we just like kept paying attention to it. And then we talked about going and um we could just kept putting it off. Mm-hmm. And uh and, and we can talk about a personal kind of conviction that actually ha- ended up happening when we were there. But we then decided, uh, after kinda of just seeing it go, it was about I think it was on day ten that we went or day eleven. And uh we made the drive down there. We mm-hmm. left here at ten thirty, got there at Five thirty, mm-hmm. So seven hours, uh, waited in line for four hours and 15 minutes. Wow. Um, we're in there for about an hour and 20, uh, then got right back in the car and drove back mm. home.
1: Yeah. So what was it like, you know, when you got there, what was the spirit, what was the vibe like yeah. just coming onto the campus? Obviously at that point, like, again, you guys, if you're not aware of this, The fact that you can see what was happening on live stream. And and I I tuned in quite a bit. And it just was really, I think you're going to use the word pure, but it just was very humble. It was nothing Mm -hmm. special in the sense of like, ooh, what does it look like when God's moving? It's like, no, it looks like a worship service. That's what it looks like when God's moving. But the just abandon of people, the the lack of... um, programmed sort of you know intentionality has got to be over at this time and just so many people who look so different ages just backgrounds was really moving so I'm curious when you guys finally got there kind of what was your experience there and you were it sounds like you were just doing the obedient thing like you felt sure to go there it's obviously like a long trip yeah. so what was your expectation <laughs> that was what was going to happen you know
0: I know it was it was weird because we, we I was trying to like really, because I'm like inherently a little skeptical mm-hmm. of it. So, like, I was trying to manage expectations. Yeah. Um, Lacey going into it, of course, is like, we're going to be glowing when we, you know, leave, <laughs> whatever. But, um, and then we took our two teenagers okay. um, with us. And honestly, for them, it was just like a hope that there would be seeds planted. Yeah. If something radical happened, awesome. But, like, we just wanted seeds planted in our kids and wanted the conversation about, you know, sure. how God moves. And, and, um, and like even Naveah asked, like, what, why is it there, whatever? And you know, I just told her, I was like, hey, listen, God moves, whenever He wants, yeah, however He wants, and through whomever He wants, yeah. Like, so it's not like, just There's moving. nothing special. Yeah, it's like this is not like, it's not about like them being famous or anything. It's just like this is how God actually genuinely moves. And so we get there, and it's 25 degrees, and I mean, it's so cold, and we're not even. I had vans on, and it was just like, <laughs> oh. Did anyway, you your spring colors it was wrong like, day? It was a wrong day, and so, <laughs> um, overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly um, the purity and humility of that place mm. is that is like honestly what is it takes you back because this is a mm-hmm. small little town, you know, all that stuff. But there are thousands and thousands of people in line. They had four overflow buildings that had lines and full of people, too. Uh, and Everyone's just waiting. There's just kind of like this gentle spirit Mm -hmm. about all of it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we listen to conversations of people just Mm -hmm. around you, you know, Mm -hmm. and people were just there with just this desire to experience. Mm -hmm. And that's what was there. It was not, again, I can't emphasize this part enough. It was not to come here, some band, some speaker, some anything. It was just like this desire to to just experience. Mm -hmm. Um, There were people from all different states near us. Uh, we heard stories of like a, a couple that sold their car in Chile to just be able to fly They come up there. Wow. There's there, someone flew from Singapore. Someone there were people from Brazil, from Canada, from uh, I mean, it's kind of crazy, like what was was happening. Um, I think there were at one point I was watching it um, uh, on the on the stream. And the the student was just like, hey, how many countries do we have represented here? And I think there were like, well, we were there. I think there were like nine or ten different mm-hmm. countries represented. People are just coming to just be. Yeah. And some people would sit in the chapel for like six hours mm-hmm. and just like soak it in. By the time we had gotten there, they were asking people to like, hey, if you've been in here for an hour and a half or two hours, can you maybe pray about maybe getting up, getting up, <laughs> you know? And uh, and so. Um, because there were so many people yeah. coming, I mean, it was it was pretty crazy. Mm. It, when we left at eleven o'clock at night, there were still probably three thousand people in line waiting.
1: Oh my goodness, to get in. So first of all, if you just have felt like faith feels small to you, or you're just like dragging, there's something about the numbers of people and the different kinds of people. I know like whenever like I travel, whenever I'm somewhere else, I'm always like encouraged in my faith because it can yeah. just feel stale or or small and our faith in God is not stale or small. It's yeah. crazy just how worldwide, right? It is. What do you say to people who would say, "You know what? Humans just want hmm. like experiences." They're just, you know,
0: I, well, th- that is true. Right. Actually, yeah, that is true. Exactly. Uh, I think we're also, I think we're created for that, mm-hmm. you know, to mm-hmm. experience like deep moments of pleasure. Yeah. Or, you know, deep kind of moments of sadness and mourning, but also deep moments of like hope and and everything. And that is like part of the underlying thing that's there is mm-hmm. like this sense of hope of what could be it. Mm-hmm. Even being there. No one from that administration and the way the administration has handled that and the students, it is, I mean, it is an A plus plus. I don't know that they could do anything better. Mm -hmm. Like they, even when we're there, they don't, they don't talk about it being revival. They're like, Hey, God is doing something here. And, uh, (laughs) we just want to like roll with this. The fruit comes later, Mm -hmm. you know? And so this isn't like, Oh, this revival happens and all sin is cured or racism's gone or whatever you know you know the cultural topic is politics is fixed you know mm-hmm. it's like that didn't even happen at pentecost mm-hmm. in the upper room yeah you know so to have this expectation that that's the reality but what what we do see is like no this this experience is hardwired in us mm-hmm. and i think to be skeptical of that i understand why someone might go there because of like spiritual abuse and right I, and i totally get it uh but to lose the hope of that a kind of experience right. or the um, or even the expectancy mm-hmm. that God could move in that way mm-hmm. um, is actually like a big, I think like a black mark against what we've done in Christianity yeah. in, the, in the church. But yeah, I mean, there were things, I mean, my gosh, like um, I had an opportunity to talk to someone who works in administration there. Okay. And um, some of the stories she was sharing with me of just like so watching her daughter, literally transform in front of her eyes Mm. over two weeks, Mm. like confident, spirit moving, like what God has like instilled in them. She's like talked about how, um, students literally walking in the chapel who are not believers and they literally don't do anything else, but walk straight to the altar and kneel down. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like that level of it just like something is happening and they just fall in tears and they walked, they were like two steps out the side of the door. They were not, believing in right. this whole Jesus thing they walk in and it's it's kind of crazy yeah. but it is what's happening and then you see like um I guess at one point a few days ago a worship leader that was there was just like hey I'm like I'll I'll like, come and just sing yeah you know since you guys are tired <laughs> you know whatever and th- these students and this guy was an adult they pull him in the back and they were like all right, we'll consider this, but we need to pray over you. Mm-hmm. for. And so they prayed over him for like 30, 45 minutes to try and like essentially consecrate him, <laughs> you know, and um and asked him, like, do you feel like you are have the right heart to go and do this? He's like, yeah. He gets up there and starts singing. I guess, I guess they get like 20 minutes in or something. And the students like go over to him and be like, hey, we don't feel like you have the right heart. <laughs> and he turns to them, this is an adult, he yeah. turns to them and goes, you're right. I think I had the wrong motives. And so he goes off stage. Yeah. Like, I mean, Uh it's stuff like this that's happening that like this, it is Gen Z led. It is like such a, again, like some of the talks we heard while we were there, you would never walk away being like, whoa, like they should share that at some conference. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't about that. It's just pure.
1: Well, I mean, if you think about what, like what the early like the the concept of the church is built on the idea of testimony. It's built on testimony and witness. Mm-hmm. It's not built on like charismatic speakers. In fact, we know like Paul says like I didn't I'm not like this isn't what well, I didn't come to you with flowery yeah. speech. I I came in the power of the spirit. I think like so here's here's one of the objections I guess or things that I think can hold people back. What do you think is the line of like Seeking, Because this is a very student ministry thing, too, that happens, which is kind of like, I only experience God in the mountaintop. Like, I've got to be at this experience. So what is it that maybe as leaders we are just discerning in times like that? Like, what is your hope for what will come out? Of this, because yeah. we know that this is you know it sort of ballooned to this massive thing. Asbury University, just FYI, is like eighteen hundred students, so is it's that, smaller yeah. <laughs> than some of the high yeah. schools in Richmond. Yeah. So this tiny, tiny campus is taking on all these people. They've they've decided to go back to student focus, so it's just for students now. So we're kind of coming to the end of maybe the fervor of what happened. But what is your hope for? what would come out of this? And I think what's, what's our hope in revival in general or outpouring or renewal or whatever we want to call it.
0: I think there are a few, th- I mean, a few things. I think one, I heard uh, this one guy use this quote. I don't know where it's from, but he, he said, um, uh, how did he, yeah, I'm trying to think exactly how he phrased it, but he said, I'd rather be gullible uh, in a move of God than cynical around yeah. it. And, so um, and so I think um, instilling hope Mm-hmm. instilling uh, expectancy and longing uh, healing from people like for I mean like from like spiritual abuse yeah. like of, of like that would make them cynical about something mm. uh, I think you know so for instance for me when I I walked in there I uh, so we were waiting in like hour two and a half mm-hmm. or two two and a half hours and I look at Lacey I was like what if we just grabbed a college student and be like hey we take our teenagers in there because like there's like a fast lane uh-huh. <laughs> for um, for if you were between 16 and 25 Okay. and because uh, like I was like cold again, a hint of skepticism. <laughs> sure, And um, I appreciate and your I was, honesty. By and way. I was just I'm- like, "What if we just sent like we're good?" Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we like we long for God, yeah. like we long for Jesus, yeah, we really do. And um, and so, uh, we uh, we stick it out, and so we we end up we we walk in, we get to our seats, we sing this get this there are, there's no screens yeah so you either know the words or you don't right like songs like,
1: just break out yep.
0: whatever song it is and, if and you they might know it sing you a song sing for it. 30 minutes yeah and uh and they sing this this old hill song song called my to to safe all right oh i and, love that song and so <laughs> sorry, which which ages me yes sure and that song was like we wore that sucker out yeah you know yeah. what i mean and so um <laughs> but so that's not like one of my favorite songs yeah. like anymore and um and so we walk in, we stand there, and again, I'm a little just like off, yeah. Like, and um, but right before I even told our kids, I was like, "Hey, right before we get in, just pray, God, would you give me a clean hands, pure heart?" Yeah, that's it, right? And so I did that. Like, and we walk upstairs, and we sit, and I'm not even kidding you. Forty-five seconds in, I'm just welled up with tears, mm-hmm. and there was something palpable in the room, yeah. And um, and it wasn't just that the vo- the thing was deafening because you have a thousand yeah. people in there and it's in a chapel. So the acoustics are cool too, but it was deafening to your ears, but there was something different about the humility. Mm-hmm. And so in that moment, and this is like what I would hope people would, would long for is I was really deeply convicted that we waited mm-hmm. um, because I was like, Oh, we're so busy. Like we got kids field hockey. We got basketball. Right. we got this, we got that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're, we're in a little stressful state in our church right now. Some things sure. are going on and we had all these other things. And I'm like, and, when, and I'm, I felt like God being like, no, like your heart like was stirring at hour 24 mm-hmm. and you waited 10 days mm-hmm. for the, for like my move. You wouldn't, if the Red Sox were in the World Series and it was doable, I wouldn't wait. Mm-hmm. And, um, which is okay, you know, but I wouldn't wait Right. if, if, if it's a concert I really wanted to go to. And it's doable. I wouldn't wait. Right. Well, guess what? This only cost us gas. Yeah. And sleep. But I waited ten days mm-hmm. to make the decision to go. Mm. And I, I just felt a deep conviction, like in that moment of like, man, I've got some growing to do mm-hmm. when it comes to really longing for the presence of God and like not waiting on on, on when God's moving.
1: Yeah, especially because you were convicted by the spirit and not everyone is like you don't like i want to make sure people hear what we're not saying is don't sleep on it if some crazy experience (laughs) is happening you better go no but don't wait on moves of the holy spirit because this happens to people and this happens to us if you're open to to god moving in your life you're going to have uncomfortable experiences of god being like go talk to the barista send this person money go to this thing. And you either do or you don't, right? So it's not as much about the actual revival. It was about you delaying obedience in being convicted. So I just want to make sure people here we're not saying you needed to go. (laughs) Like if you didn't go to Asbury, you missed out. Because I was like, "Oh, I want to go. And then I was like, what's my motive? I'm like, I love a crowd. That's my motive. This is like not like... I'm in a moment right where it was like the obedient thing to do is to like be home and be present and do these other things, yeah. right? So, but like the opening up of our hearts to see that God like is holy and if you're in the presence of his holiness, it is overwhelming. Yeah. And and that's when you when you're describing what you experience there, I'm like because holiness is overwhelming and we we right-size ourselves as human beings with a majestic God who is like totally in control of this earth. Mm-hmm. And I just think there's a massive veil. The and the more cynical we are and the more just dragged down into earthly affairs we are, the harder it is to believe in holiness. Yeah. But like you could be overwhelmed. Because people love to be in control, yeah. especially adults. The, well, and yeah. I wonder about that.
0: Well, yeah, I totally agree. I, and and yeah, I'm not saying you you should have gone there, but I, I, sh- but I, there is like a piece where I think for all of us, we do have to answer why we aren't drawn to it. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And 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 that honestly, why are we aren't drawn to it, and so you and I live in Richmond. Like, why are we not drawn to this in Richmond? Yeah. Now and like having a longing for it, mm-hmm. and I think some of it, honestly, like I was, I was just like processing it, and there's like so much to process, but. You know this cynicism towards everything. It's like I watch people like freak out over the He Gets Us ads. Yeah. You know, and it's like some of those same people are like freaking out and being so cynical about the Asbury uh-huh. I'm like, What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah. All right, exactly. You, you freaked out because it was twenty million dollars about the ads, and then this humble, pure thing yeah. that happens in this move of God. It's like you're cynical about that too. And I'm like, what that shows is like a darkened, hardened heart. Yeah. You know, and. And so I think some of the things that can get pulled from this are important, but it's like, man, do I really have a longing in my heart to see a move of God? Right. And what's required of that? You know, it's like, well, what's required of it? Like it starts with devotion. Mm -hmm. Like you center your life around it. Mm -hmm. You, You can't get away from, and I'll preach on this a little bit this Sunday, but you can't like lukewarm Christianity doesn't work. Yeah. You know? And, and I was also just like thinking about how, um, you know, uh, here's this move happening, and we're like so resistant to it and I think the the lack of fear of the Lord, you know it's like we fear so many other things, mm-hmm. like you know we fear um you know the opposition you know of who disagrees with us, we yeah. fear um standing up for certain things yeah. that we might believe in we fear i mean shoot like uh we fear. Like there are things like around um, like gender stuff that happens right now with like mm-hmm. pronouns. Like I, some of it's confusing to me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know. Should I use people's pronouns? I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. making it. But I'm like, I like I was like, man, am I more fearful of like the pronoun or like the name of God? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, I mean, it's like, and I'm not trying to like belittle things, but I'm like, there is like a level of, we lack a level of the fear of the Lord mm-hmm. in a good like awe and wonder way yeah. to have like this expectancy that I think is like missing. Well, Honestly.
1: you know what this you know the story that comes to mind from the Bible? Um, okay, you know when David comes in, so I can't remember what where this is exactly. I think it might be in 1 Samuel, but like David comes into back home and he's got the Ark of the Covenant mm-hmm. and he's like giving people gifts and he's dancing before the Ark and it says that his wife looks up like he's she's looking from her window and she looks at him with like scorn and contempt. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think this like that this incredible picture of like Someone in wild abandon to the Lord, mm-hmm. and this part that's like you're not acting yeah. the way you're supposed to act, well, like, not, and yeah. he says, "I'll get more undignified than this." I know, like I, this is this is just the beginning yes. of how much joy I have in the presence of my God, and I think Michelle or Michal or yeah. however you want to say her name is a perfect example of this moment in our culture, which is like, are you more interested in what you're against? than you are about anything that you're for? Do yeah. I experience any joy, peace, or righteousness about anything that you're for? Or do you make most of your life about what you're against? Because, gosh, living a life against things is such a small, cynical, like, yeah. joyless existence. <laughs> I know. It just is.
0: Well, you know, even in that story, I mean, it's a great point. Even that story, David wears the ephod. Mm-hmm. But it was like, he wears it in a way that's like, I'm, I'm a priest, but not the priest. Mm. He comes in, you know, and in a way he's like, I'm the king, but I'm not the king. Mm. You know, because he's just trying to get everyone into the presence of God. And that's her response. Oh my Do gosh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, And totally. so, so here we are at this Asbury Revival that's like, it is just, again, pure and humble and mm-hmm. like all this. And I'm like, people's responses are like the wife. Yeah. Like constantly. And, you know, one of the more fascinating things, if you this was like just a little thing to walking away as a, a written down notes on it. But I'm like, isn't it crazy that again, rev- revivals and stuff have happened. Awakenings have happened throughout, you know, history everywhere around, along the world. But isn't it crazy? It's happening in this with Gen Zers mm-hmm. right now, the most anxious, yep. like anxious people we have mm-hmm. in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. And the way the revival happens is this humble, peaceful Mm -hmm. no screens Mm -hmm. no any like they were like they were telling people please don't live stream this please don't do long videos please don't take selfies please don't like it's all this stuff it's like man how cool is God's like speaking to this generation in that way yeah you know and and I'm like if we can't take a step back and like whoa yeah this is pretty crazy yeah um we're gonna miss it and just if you do, if you can suspend
1: cynicism, or suspend, let's say critique, and I'm not saying there isn't a place for critique. Obviously, when people sure. are, are saying things like, well, revival, like this is, this is centering white Christianity, you're not aware of like the global movements of God, this is not taking into account like God's justice. Uh, and I'm like, okay, I mean, I'm, I'm, and this is manipulating uh, emotional experiences. I'm like, well, God did make emotions. Like, it's, <laughs> but I, but I, I want to hear those things with an open ear. I think it's important to say, okay, yeah, like people come from movements where maybe there was more, they experienced more harm than good. However... Also, being able to say, what if you like suspended your disbelief and you just entered in and said, We have a God who cares so deeply about every generation. He has not given up on us. It doesn't matter what's happening politically or in our culture. God's like basically making a stance like, Hey, (laughs) I'm a God of hope. And I am just as present and active right now as I was in Acts chapter two. Like, Mm -hmm. it's, and if you can't get excited about that, like, just to say, Yes, maybe we know more about Asbury than we know about other places of revival. But when I think about times where I have felt like the presence of God was palpable, it is never what you can manufacture. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily, sometimes it's in great big concerts or, or, you know, venues. But a lot of times it's like a few people gathered a really humble outpouring. So don't you want to get yourself in those places? I think that's the point is like, what would it look like to order your life around that experience of worship, because when we're in the presence of God's holiness, it does change. It changes you, you know.
0: Yeah, and I and I'm, listen. Well, we've talked a ton about like justice issues and race mm-hmm. issues and, mm-hmm. and everything, and there have been a lot of different um, spots of revival, you know, or awakenings, whatever you want to call them, uh, in all different races. Yeah, you know, and has, in all different countries, all like different every, countries, yeah, all yeah, over yeah, the world. Yeah. This yeah. is not like the specific thing that right. happened, uh, but I think to diminish exactly someone is 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 what's problematic right. and also to put expectations on something that has never happened in any awakening ever mm-hmm. you know like to be like well if you know if this is true then you know we're just using race then then racism should be cured i'm like well this doesn't blot out sin this right. doesn't blot out you know other injustices this is like no, but there might be something stirring in someone that's going to lead something 5 years from now right. or 2 years from now, you know, or whatever. That can that might...
1: make a difference in their in their small circles. Yes. Yeah, and I think we just it feels like you've got to be world-changing on every level instead of being like, "Hey, how about like the way you <laughs> like our stay furious segment? How about the way you treat the cashier? Like yeah. what if that changes? What if your heart of peace and gentleness comes into your community and yeah. your family and your world that God's given you to impact?" We can't measure those things.
0: No, and and even there, they're they're saying that, right? You know, like they're. Uh, I mean, there was a prayer while we were there that like was praying ag- against racism and praying against like God, would you stir hearts of people mm-hmm. to bring us together? Uh, it was a. It was it perfectly diverse there? It was not. I mean, yeah. part of that's like where you are in Kentucky, right. and then you know, but. Uh, but it was a diverse crowd and there were different moments again talking to administration they've had different moments of like really diverse parts you know of people coming in and so it wasn't like just this white thing that was Mm -hmm. happening Mm -hmm. and so I think some of the cynicism has more to do with how culture has um, shaped our hearts rather than the worship of God Mm -hmm. and I think that that's where some of that was actually coming Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. yeah yeah 2nd Samuel 6 by the way is where that story yeah. is. I felt really
1: like I was sad <laughs> Just that I couldn't tell you guys where it was.
0: <laughs> and I want
1: to tell you cuz it's such a great story and if you want to like be convicted or enter in, like realize, wow, like this is this is who our God is. Like he calls us to abandon sometimes these like I'm an adult and I like I'm always put together and in control and cynical and skeptical about yeah. anything happening that's bigger than me. Like Sometimes God, I mean, God wants us to know that he's bigger than us. I know. And it's good.
0: It's really good. And I also think too, like just going back to, um, I think expectations, Mm -hmm. you know, are important because, you know, uh, one of the people that were speaking at the, uh, when we were there at Asbury, they, he said, you know, guys, if, if this was just a road trip for you, it doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. But, you know, again, like going back to like, what does this mean for your local context in your and your relationships and how does it change mm-hmm. things and what does it do for longing in your mm-hmm. soul? And I think that's really important in expectations. I also think, you know, thinking about scripture and, you know, with Peter, you know, uh, he gets called out for essentially being racist, mm-hmm. you know, later on in mm-hmm. acts and, but he was there at Pentecost. He was there. At, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, so there, like he experienced it, doesn't, it doesn't mean that the risen perfect. Lord. Yes. Yeah. You know? And so there are some realities to all of this. Like what, what does this stuff mean? And I think that, what we're supposed to take away is this, like, is the longing yeah. really there, mm. you know, and the um, the conviction of that, mm-hmm. you know, is, I think, so important as we engage things like this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, so in wrapping up, um, you named, like, one takeaway, but I'm just curious, with a few days between your experience there and now, what's left behind for you? What are a few of the things that you're experiencing that you want to take with you?
0: I th- uh the personal side is um, dealing with the waiting mm-hmm. um, and, and that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Like the biggest thing for me on the personal side, mm-hmm. uh, the communal side or the leading side mm-hmm. um, is what does this mean for us at, at Hill City? Mm-hmm. And uh, how does this, I'm not trying to manufacture or duplicate or anything, but you know, there are, there are common threads mm-hmm. around these moments, which mm-hmm. is uh, when they're humble and, and yeah. you know, in the right way. Um, and it's centered around prayer mm-hmm. and it's centered around devotion. <laughs> and and there's, there's just no way around. There's not
1: a strategic plan. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's a just PowerPoint. Like, <laughs> um,
0: here's what I know doesn't work. Lights. Yeah. And fog. Yeah. And, you know, big names and, and all that stuff. I think those things are fleeting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the authentic moves. yeah, uh, And so like, what does that mean for us as mm. a community? And how do we begin to talk about it? How do we begin to pray around it mm-hmm. and long for it, be convicted by it? Mm-hmm. Um, I also realize that it typically just starts with like a small remnant. Yeah. And, and so it's like, how do we operate as a church with a, a small remnant mm-hmm. w- in a big community? Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think that that is part of the mm-hmm. thing that we're just thinking through.
1: I love that. So. Yeah. I mean, one takeaway for me in hearing you speak and what i've seen is remembering that in church history renewal or revival experiences are usually a spark that spread like the idea that god is a big god who can be um lighting lots of different fires at the same time for his purposes Mm. and are we looking for like those sparks in our own way and i i know for me anytime time. I'm around or hear things like the Asbury thing. I just want to pray more. Like you just, you long to pray and see God answer prayer. Like you just, because when God answers prayer, when you feel like you got to participate with the spirit in what God was already planning, all of a sudden like, Life is so big and it right sizes many of our irritations and our anxieties are all right sized when we realize we serve a big God Mm -hmm. who is at work and he invites you to participate with him in life changing things that he's about. So it doesn't have to be just about your life. It becomes about this big spiritual life that's all around us. So for me, that's one of my takeaways is praying for our city. Uh, And praying for our young people, like thinking about how God works in the next generation is so powerful.
0: So that's really cool. Well, y'all, thanks so much for listening. Nicole, thanks so much. Thanks, John. Thanks for sharing your experience. If you guys have any questions or comments or as Matt would say, quips, whatever. (laughs) Quips, quotes, comments. (laughs) That's hard to say. Uh, I know. Uh, (laughs) Feel free. Uh, to engage us and uh, email in or text us or whatever you want to do and leave a review. Um, Appreciate all you guys for listening and hope you all have a great week and you will hear from us really soon. Peace.